And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. This is our like family and fun, uh, family and, and youth and family month. And we need to talk about just to be aware of this pharmacia of the pharmacy. Sometimes we be taking medicines and taking medicines and we just not thinking, amen? We're just doing it just to do it and we're not really paying attention to what we're doing to our bodies and, and what does God have to say about it, amen? And so we will really want to get into that today because we don't want to be controlled and under this world system, all right? Are you with me? Understanding for today, <laughs> what I am not saying, I have to go over what I am not saying because people amen. will try to say, I'm saying this, I'm saying that, but I'm going to go over what I am not saying, amen? And then I'm going to go over where did the word pharmakia stem from and what does it mean? Uh, Minister Davis kind of hit on that. And then also, when do we become stuck and trustworthy in the world system um, instead of having self-control and discipline in Jesus Christ? Amen. All right? And, and I'm not just, the, the main focus is the pharmakia, but I'm just talking about control in general or what controls us in life or what system of what, uh, uh, what is your vice, what controls us in life to keep us from doing what we need to do for the Lord, to keep us uh, unforgiving. What holds hatred in our heart? What holds frustration on us? What holds depression? What controls us? Amen. And, and so we want to just kind of go over and hit on a few things. Is that all right? Y'all better wake up. Amen. Amen. Wake up. <laughs> you ever see, you ever see that? I, I forgot what movie it was. What a, what a, what a, yeah, it was. It knew exactly what I was talking about. When you go back and ring the bell, dang y'all, then the movie just ended. I, I didn't really get that, but, but I, maybe I, you know, I, I kind of got it. Amen. But anyways, uh, okay, let's go to the next slide. What I am not saying, I am not saying, I, I like to read this together because I want to make sure y'all sure with me on this. Let's read it together. I am not saying you shouldn't go to doctors. But full trust should not be in your doctors. Seeking physicians and using earthly remedies are not condemned in scripture. In fact, medical treatments are viewed favorable. All right? I want to make sure we get that. Because I don't want anybody going, the pastor said we should take no medicine, shouldn't go to no doctors. Y'all at home just sick, dying. Amen? I'm not saying that. But we're going to go through on how to be aware of medication, of this word pharmacy, and where does it really stem from? Because it really gets you to start looking in your cabinets and your cupboards and like, man, what am I taking? Amen? Amen. 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 Now, even in Mark chapter 5 and 25, verse 30 through 30, it says the lady with the issue of blood gave her whole fortune to doctors. She really needed to know Jesus. What she really needed to know is Jesus. So, if you know the story, if you write the scripture down, Mark chapter 5, if you don't know the story, Mark chapter 5, verse 25 through 30, about the woman with the issue of the blood, she gave all her money to the doctors and the physicians, all right? And I want you to understand today is that some doctors, they get a kickback from some of the medicines they give you. Is that true? I got a doctor in the building. Is that true? Amen? Some of the doctors get a kickback from some of the medications they are giving you. And so, therefore, it's important to even look and check what is happening, what's going on, because you don't know what their true motives are. Is every doctor saved? No, sir. I don't think so. <laughs> every doctor is not saved. So that means they have some, some of them might have some kind of hidden motives. 
You need to check your doctor and say, hey, man, you good? You all right? Check his background. Check what he's done in the past. Amen? Amen. Look into those things. Because you don't know what the true motive is behind your doctor. All right? Um, my mother was receiving medicine that she didn't even need. And therefore, she went into a, 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 a terrible a terrible accident stroke, almost died earlier than what she was supposed to. Amen? And so... Um, and so it happened, and I thank God for my wife for being on it. Man, she was in it, understanding the medicine, reading the medicine, and say, she came and told the doctor, she don't need to be taking this. And matter of fact, she went over the doctor's head and got my mama in the freighter. And the doctor came in the room, what's going on today? She's going to freighter today. And so sometimes you have to make sure that Whatever motives or what is behind the doctor, you need to know for yourself. Amen? Ask God. You need to pray and seek God's face so you can discern this right from wrong. All right? Listen. Listen. So the seeking physicians on earthly remedies, God is not condemning in the scriptures. Matter of fact, oil and wine in Luke 10 and 34, they use oil and wine to bound up a man's womb in Luke 10 and 34. In 1 Timothy 5 and 23, he, he said, use a little wine for the stomach. And frequent uh, ailments. Now, that's not saying go get drunk. You know, people take that scripture and be like, man, I'm going to take the whole bottle. It's for my stomach's sake. You know, people will. They be drinking that stuff and like, yeah, the Bible says to drink a little for your stomach. You ain't drinking a little. You get drunk. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says it's, it's, it's a sin to get in drunkenness. Amen? Amen. And so, uh, people will try to take scriptures. I go back to that false teaching. People try to take scriptures and use it for their own vice, for what they want to do. All right. So in Luke, uh, Luke, the author of Acts and the Gospel of Luke is referred to by Paul as a beloved physician. So there's nothing wrong with going to a doctor. Even Luke was a doctor. Amen. In Colossians chapter four, verse fourteen. Now going through this should keep us more aware of what we are taking ourselves and giving to our children. Yes. I want to talk about that too, what we're giving to our children. Because there's a lot of things that's been given to our children and you, you, we're going to hit on a few things. Uh, so let's go to the next slide. Romans chapter two, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, and let's read this again. Let's read it together. I'm going to make sure y'all stay awake today. Come on. Let's read. You ready? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now that's a well-known scripture. People know that scripture. And it says, and do not be conformed to this world. And we're talking about getting unstuck. And the Bible says, get conformed. Don't, don't get conformed to this world. Don't get conformed to the things of this world or what they're trying to do or what uh, 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 of the desires they, um, they, they're putting inside of your life. Amen? All those commercials and all those uh, flashy things, man, that stuff is controlled, man. People, people will drain their whole bank account for what they want. Amen? For a new suit. For, uh, <laughs> for, for, for a new diamond ring. Amen? For a new purse. Amen? For a new, uh, for a new car. Man, it just get broke. Whatever it take. Amen? Because they're conformed to this world. Now, if you got the money, get it. That's cool. Amen? That's fine. But when you conform to this world, that means you're willing to not pay your light bill to get that item. Amen? That's not cool. 
That's not. Amen. And so, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you're in Jesus Christ, he's going to teach you and tell you this is what you need to do. These are the moves you need to make to keep your head up, to move forward in life, to succeed in life. Amen. And, and to stay away from the things that, of, of this world that is trying to control you. All right. So we need to trust more into what God is saying for our life. And so, listen, it says that we may prove what is good. We can't understand what is good because we're not in Jesus. We don't know what's good. We don't know what's bad. Do you not know that people will put a little truth in a lie and, and do that and do this just to get you? And so you need more of Jesus so you can prove what is good or not. Because some things that looks good and smell good and taste good ain't good. Amen? Pork ain't good every day. It's all right in moderation, but man, <laughs> it tastes good, smell good, but it's good all the time. All right? Acceptable and perfect will of God. What is God's perfect will for my life? So I need to prove and look at what is good for my life. Amen? Are you with me? Amen. Amen. So go to the next slide. We're going to get through this, man. We're going to get through this. All right. Greek, Greek word is pharmakia. All right? In English, it's pharmacy. Alright, so from pharmacias, it is talking about medication, the pharmacy, the extension of magic, um, literally or figuratively, sorcery, witchcraft, uh, drug-related sorcery, it's all a form of control, alright, it's all a form of some type of control, amen, and, and sometimes, sometimes they give you them little sugar pills, man, it's all up in your mind. They give you a feel, and you think, oh man, this is a control. This is, oh man, I feel bad. Man, you didn't take nothing for a water bill. <laughs> Amen. You done spent two, three hundred dollars on a bottle of water bill. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so, and so we want to look at uh, uh, how pharmacy and pharmacia is related to witchcraft, that sorcery. It's all in, 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 in understanding of, of a type of control. All right, a type of control. Um, as we look at drugs and how it is related to sorcery and how things in life control us, we are following the rabbit hole that will lead us to Satan, who is what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, is the God of what world? He's the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 tells us he's the God of this world, who wants to control over our life, not to help us. Is he trying to help us? trying to destroy us. He's trying to destroy us. And a lot of us can't move forward in life, in living the right life, and overcoming because there might be people, drugs, or situations that can be influenced by evil spirits to keep us down. It can be used and, and, and not know it's being used. There's people in your life, there's things in your life that's being used by evil spirits, and they don't even know it's being used by evil spirits. Huh? They're evil spirits that are moving and people being used by spirit, and they don't even know they're being used. That's why you got to be on your knees every day asking for forgiveness. God, I said something wrong, forgive me. Because sometimes I could be somewhere, man, I could slip up, say something crazy, but then you start thinking about it, man, I shouldn't have said that. Amen? You ever do that? You ever get that sometimes? Y'all don't. Y'all not holding it now. Y'all know. Right? Man, Lord, Jesus, I shouldn't have said that. Right? So listen, 
Why would Jesus look at Peter and say, get behind me, Satan? And Peter was just trying to, he said, you see what he was trying to help? He said, Jesus, I'm going to make sure you don't get to that cross. I'm going to save your life. Jesus said, I'm trying to save your life. Get behind me, Satan. Amen. I'm trying to help you out. Get behind me, Satan. But Peter didn't know. He was being influenced by Satan. My wife said, um, they used to, when she was little, they used to get into the house um, at, at her grandmother's house and they used to get together and they prayed. They prayed, man. They got in the circle and they used to just pray and pray. And she said, as a little girl, her and Stephanie, you know, they used to be running around while they praying, ah, tagging, hitting, running around. And her grandma would stop everything and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> what? She said, she just stood there. She didn't move no more either, right? Where my shout music at? All right, I'm just playing. 
Alright, he was in the ear of a man who had power. Alright? Now listen, when the administrator heard about Paul, Paul was coming. Paul was coming. And uh Paul was coming and he heard about Paul and he heard about the man named Jesus. Alright? He heard about the man named Jesus. And he said, Man, you know what? I've been hearing about Paul. Paul's been doing some things, and I've been hearing about the man that you serve named Jesus. Can Paul, let's bring Paul here. I want to talk to Paul. Oh, man, my Jesus was like, uh, wait a minute. I'm the prophet. I'm the man. I'm the one that's in your ear. What do you mean you want to come and talk to Paul about Jesus? Bar Jesus got mad. And so what Bar Jesus did, if you read Acts chapter 13, he tried to block the message. He stepped in and tried to block the message of Jesus. He didn't want uh, he didn't want the administrator. He didn't want the man who had power to depend and trust in Christ. He didn't want the man to rely on Jesus' system. He wanted him to keep relying on his system. He wanted to keep him under his control. Amen. He knew the man had the power over the island, but he said, I still want that control. So he tried to step in in front of Paul and Jesus and say, I need to block this message. This man cannot know about Jesus because once he know about Jesus, some change is going to happen. Things are going to happen in his life. The island is going to change. The island used to drink and smoke and, and have parties all the time and, 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 and have fornication going on. But if this man knows who Jesus is, I won't get the same God I used to get. I won't get my money. I won't get my finances if you find out who Jesus is. And so he began to lose. He knew he was going to lose control. So what he did was step in front of the message. But when he stepped in front of the message, when he tried to step in front of the message, see, one thing that the administrator wanted serve, serve Jesus, what he wanted was to know Jesus. And I want you to understand, when you truly want to know Jesus and who he is, no matter who devil in hell, no matter who it is, no matter what it is, no matter what thing, if you desire to know Jesus, no matter how much Satan try to block it and stand in front of it and try to block you from getting the message, Jesus is going to make a way for you to know the message. Jesus is going to make a way to come into your life because you want it. He had a desire to know Jesus and no devil in hell can block the message of Jesus Christ. So when Paul came in and he knew that the sorcerer wanted to block the message, he blinded the man. He didn't blind the man, he spoke. And Jesus blinded the eyes of our Jesus. He blinded the eyes of he blinded the eyes of our Jesus because he could not see. He, could, he was really in darkness. And he showed it through the blindness. And so with anything, if you desire to see Christ, if you desire to know him more, God will step in and make sure whatever is holding you back, he will come in and draw you closer to him. He will touch your heart. He will touch your heart. So what is the bar Jesus in your life? What is blocking you? What is that sorcery? What is that medication? What is that drug? What is that drug or that control that is keeping you from getting closer to Jesus? We're not talking about you have to have a fancy suit on to, to come into church. Amen. Matter of fact, this morning I was looking for a smile. I didn't want to wear no suit on today. My wife was like, you got to wear a suit on. I don't want to. Amen. I couldn't find nothing else. Amen. <laughs> and I was mad about it. Amen. I was rushing. And so, but listen, we're not talking, you don't have to have fancy clothes to come to church. Amen. You don't, see, that, that, those are the things that be holding people back. People think they got to 
I'll come when I stop buying you outfit. No, come as you are. And let Jesus get in you. And let him do the changing. And let him do the moderations in your life. And let him begin to work in your life. I don't care how you look or who you are or where you come from. Just come in and get an understanding who Jesus is. Don't let nothing block you from the message that Jesus loves you and he cares for you. Don't let nothing block you. Let's go to the next slide. 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. That's also translated as self-control. Yes, I'm going to read that again. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. There are some things that come over us in fear, amen? Right. I'm, let me tell you today, the last two weeks, I was having, last four weeks, I tell my wife, when I said it on a ruby, I was having heart pains and heart was chest trouble. I didn't know what it was, and uh, and, and it was it was it was egging me, and and um and, and so I had to I had to even get rushed to the emergency room because I didn't know what it was what was going on, and it checked me out everything was fine, and it was something it was something is that while I was going through this throughout the week, I was hearing about people dying of heart attacks, I was hearing about people having chest pain, I was hearing it, I was like, I said, what? I said, I'm hearing this all the time. Matter of fact, me and my wife heard it from somebody else, and she looked at me, and I looked at her, and we got this car. So like, man, I know that's a trick of the enemy, trying to put me under yeah, fear. Yeah. Right, right. I said, I know that it's him trying to keep me under fear. And every time I felt the pain, I began to touch my chest and say, "In the name of Jesus." In the name of Jesus. Every time that pain came and began to rise up, I touched my chest and say, "In the name of Jesus." And then that pain began to get lighter and lighter and lighter until that pain was just gone. No God has not given us the spirit of what? But of power and of love and of sound mind. Self-control. I had to control myself. I couldn't run to the doctor every time I felt that pain. <laughs> I would have went crazy. I feel the pain. I gotta go back. I, I lost my job. Amen. If I let that control me, I would have lost my job. Because I would have kept running. They were like, oh, he's a liability. We need to let that joker go. Amen? <laughs> Amen. They be thinking that. They be thinking about it, boy. Man. Hey, you, you all need to even watch how you act towards other people on your job. Watch it. Because they be looking for stuff. Soon as you slip up, they're going to try to let you go. Watch how you treat one another. Watch how you treat your supervisor. Because as soon as you make one little mistake, they will let you go. We had a brother at, at work, and he was complaining all the time. He came to me. I said, man, I said, man, just, just, man. I said, man, show him some love, man. I said, I know you're going through. I said, love will cut all that stuff off. He was like, man, you know, he was hearing me. He was coming back, and he just kept complaining. He kept complaining to everybody in the shop about this. And then all of a sudden, he jumped on a forklift and didn't have a seatbelt on. And we have these things called life-saving rules. And so he jumped on the forklift. One of the managers saw him and get off and said, we, we got to go into investigation. Now they heard about this complaining brother. They heard about him complaining all the yes, time. Sir. And so they went, you know they go and ask people about dot, dot, this, dot, dot. You know, amen? Yeah. And so he got fired because he didn't have a seatbelt. Everybody knows on the job. It wasn't just because of the seatbelt. Listen, so you can't, again, we're talking about control. You can't let people control you. Amen. Your attitudes, your mindset of how, of, of how you react. Amen? You can't let that stuff control you. Have a sound mind. 
I want to fo focus on he has not given us a spirit of fear. Let's go to the next slide. Fear, dismay. See, see fear has a lot of a lot of stuff in it. All right? Fear has dismay, distress, anxiety, worry. I put that little quote in there because look, we worry about not being able to eat certain foods, so we take a pill. Come on. this pill real quick so I can eat this rib. Amen. So I can, so I can eat my uh, my pastry, my cinnamon bun. <laughs> Amen. So fear comes in anxiety and worry and unease. So because we worry, we take fear. We worry, unease, uneasiness, apprehension means I'm worried about when I'm going to die. Man, if I'm gonna die, you know, you know, uh, 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 people that, you know, some people that are in the world and and and, and they uh maybe in in, in in the gang life, you know what I'm saying? And they 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 fear that every day they fear like somebody gonna shoot them, somebody gonna kill them. God has not given them that spirit. They may act hard on the outside, but the inside, man, I gotta watch where I'm going. I gotta look over my back. Is the cops after me? God doesn't want us to live like that. The enemy, he's giving that control. He's controlling your life. And keeping you under uh, under apprehension, amen. Apprehension, and so nervousness, nerves, all that deals with fear. One of the things that hit me is the perturb perturbation. It's mental uneasiness. That's what really got me. The mental uneasiness. Y'all trying to pronounce the word? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I, I was looking it up. My sound thing wasn't working. I said, man, I need to hear how this word is sound. It was like perturbation. Perturbation. Amen. Mental uneasiness, all right? Uneasy, your mind, something's going on in your head, amen? That's the spirit of fear. Something's going on, man. Man, your mind ain't right. All right, are you with me? We're, gonna, we're about to, it's getting close. It's getting close. Something's about, we're about to really get into something real quick. If you go to the doctor with this problem, they will have a drug for you. Yes, Amen? They will have a drug for you in a minute. Soon as you say, my head. Here, here you go. I didn't even tell you the problem. I got it right in my pocket. I got you. I got you. Amen? Doctors out of New Dope. Let me watch you. Let me watch this. Uh, is this getting recorded? <laughs> Amen. If you go to the doctor with this problem, with this mental uneasiness, you have a drug. It, it will have to depend on. You, they will have a drug for you in the quickness. You will have to depend on that drug and not Jesus. But Jesus wants to give us power, power. love, and a what? That self-control, that sound mind. That's what Jesus wants to give us. But the, the enemy, this, this world mentality, this world control wants us to depend on their stuff That's it. and not on power and love and a sound mind. Let's go to the next slide. 17 million are on some kind of mental drug. More than, now we're just never, we're not talking about adults. We're just talking about children. 
I even looking for adults because I know the number is big. I just, I said, let's focus on the children because that's the next generation. Yes, sir. Let's focus on what's coming up in our next generation. It says 17 million are on some kind of mental drug. More than 10 million children are in the United States being prescribed addictive stimulation and antidepressants and, and psychotic mind-altering drug for educational and behavioral problems. All of this stuff is getting into our kids. And what is pharmacia? What is it again? It's witchcraft, sorcery. All of this stuff is being created and put into our children. Today, children five years old and younger are the fastest growing segment of a non-adult population described, prescribed anti five years old and you need an antidepressant? They're giving these kids that are four and five years old drug medicine. Why? Because the enemy wants what? He doesn't want you to get power, love, and a sound mind. Our kids are going through suffering. They're going through pain. They're going through chaos in their home. And guess what? They say, I got a pill for that. I got a pill for your, 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 your lifestyle and what you're facing in life and what you're going through. It says children as young as four have attempted what? Suicide while influenced. Four years old and they're ready to clock out of this world. Because under this sorcery, this witchcraft, why are the kids being attacked? Because the Bible says, I call them, I call the young because they're what? Jesus. If I take out the kids, and if they don't know Christ, and we don't put Christ in the home, right, right. I can have this country, I can have this United States, I can have this world. So let's start killing these kids at four. Wanting yes. to take themselves out. Saints, this pharmacia, this pharmacy, these drugs is real. Yes. Some of these drugs will take, we need to look and research, is it causing our mind to be altered? Listen, as I begin to research, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting close to closing, for real. I'm getting close. Let's go to the next slide. My thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm asking, let's please put Jesus back in the home. Yes, 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 yes. Like I said before, we can't depend on Sunday morning. We got to do this thing daily with our kids and to talk about the word of God, talk about scripture. My kids always pop up asking me this and asking me that and we're going to discuss some kind of work, whether we're in the car, whether it's at home by ourselves. We're doing it all the time. We're talking about the word of God. Amen? Amen? So as I begin to get deeper into this research, let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's go down the rabbit hole. All right? Y'all ready to go down the rabbit hole? Are y'all ready for this? We about to go down the rabbit hole. All right. So when I looked up pharmacy, the first hospital... All right, a pharmacy began in operations in uh, 17, uh, 1751, and then they built a hospital for pharmacy in 1752, all right? And it was in some Kinsey house, all right? They built it, right? And so I'm like, okay, the first hospital, they built this hospital, and then the name Benjamin Franklin popped up, okay? And so I looked up Benjamin Franklin, and Benjamin Franklin had a lot to do with the first hospital and the first pharmacy that was created. Matter of fact, he was, people know him by electricity, but if you really research him, he knew a lot about the medicine, and he dabbled into drugs, and he dabbled into all that stuff. His innovation, everything, his, his creativity all started. He helped with the first pharmacy, the first hospital. Are you with me? Keep your mind to Benjamin Franklin. 
around. He had all the insight and everything about this hospital, the first pharmacy, pharmacia, witchcraft, sorcery. Are you with me so far? As I go down deeper to the rabbit hole, it led me to a club called the Hellfire Club. Go to the next slide. The Hellfire Club. Benjamin Franklin was a member of this club called the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club was no ordinary club located deep beneath in the disguise of an innocent looking church. Jesus in England. Members of the Hellfire Club descended hundreds of feet deep into the earth into a series of excavated tunnels and rooms and caverns. When somebody go that deep, you know they go something they ain't supposed to be doing. Where members fornicated with prostitutes and occult sacrifices were offered to who? Authorities were shocked on February 11th. See, in the United States, a lot of us don't know this because this is what happened in England and a lot of us don't know and the United States pretty much hid that they didn't want us to know about it. So authorities were shocked on February 11, 1998, when workmen restoring Benjamin Franklin's London home dug up the remains of six children and four adults hidden below his home. What do you think he was doing? If he was in a cult that made sacrifices to Satan. Benjamin Franklin, and there's a lot of authorities, people in high places, were in these occults that we don't know about. They were in these occults, and when, at, at being in these occults, they were doing sacrifices to Satan. And now Benjamin Franklin, if we look, we, we just discussed that pharmacy, pharmacia, which is witchcraft, Benjamin Franklin was the one that initiated the first pharmacy. Come on, Pastor. Uh -oh. Why do you think the word pharmacy is related to witchcraft? Because Benjamin Franklin, who was the innovator, the creator of the first hospital, the first pharmacy, was into witchcraft, was into the uh, sacrifices. And so why not call this drug that we're creating and the things we're doing pharmacy? Because I'm doing witchcraft, the very thing that I'm involved in. Saints, our children are being controlled by this medicine. Our children are dying and they're hurting and they're giving them this control. They're trying to control our nation and keep our, our kids down and keep them drugged up and keep them confused. When all of our children, what they need is power, love, and a sound mind. That's what they need. They need power, love, and a sound mind. And this is what they're receiving. Let's go to the next slide. This is the last slide. Whatever you're, you are taking, ask Christ to show how to have self-control. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of medicine can be knocked off your list for self-control. Look into your cover. See what can be knocked off. Ask your doctor. If you really come to your doctor, your doctor's good. He was like, hey, man, can I, can I, can I stop taking this if I, if I change this, if I change, do this naturally, yeah. if I take this natural substance, if I do this, can I knock this off? Because, because the thing is, is that all this medicine has some type of control. So ask your doctor, what are some natural things you can do to get away from some of the pharmaceutical drugs? All right? Teach your children the word in the home and let them hear Jesus and, and see Jesus in your life. Yes. Don't just teach them the word, but live it. Amen. 
them see it so they won't depend on antidepressants and drugs. Some of these children are on this stuff because, the, because they want to check. They want to check. And so they make their kids crazy so they can get a check. So they can get this antidepressant so they can be under a drug influence. And once they get that check, they, they, they get that check and they keep getting that check and they make sure their kids stay under that control. Yeah. My mama had a, a, a person, a, a young guy that she came and she, she took in and he was under those antidepressants, under drugs, and, and actually began to work with him and pray for him and, and work with him. He got to school and started getting good grades and, and she took him off the medicine. And when she took him off the medicine, his mind began to be sound. And, his, and, he, and, and they, oh, Jesus. What she did was put power and love and a sound mind in that young man. She said, you can do something. You're better than this. And she gave him love and she gave him kindness. And then she taught him how to be sound mind and self-control. The sound mind and self-control had to come from taking that medicine away. That was controlling his mind. And once she took that medicine away, the people came in and knocked on the door. They said, listen, do you not know if you take this medicine away, even though he's doing good without this medicine, do you know you might not get a check? My mama said, I don't care about no check. I want that boy to live right. Power, love, and a sound mind. Let us stand.